Hi guys, it's Claudia and Nico, and you're listening to our another great mistake. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Good morning. Good morning. So how how is life? We've got today. What day is today? Wednesday. Wednesday. I Wednesday. love when you're doing that funny voice. When like Barry White. It sounds like a Wednesday. A, <laughs> like a lector, porn, porn, porn book lector. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that. Like piece. you know, the erotic books for women oh, read no. with your voice. How do you bad? She grabbed his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, his firm butt. Very butt. Very butt. And she went bad by herself. Anyway, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's almost Friday. I can't believe it's Friday, darling. Our son Max is gonna be 14 years old. And 14, that's 14. Do you know what I mean? Decent age. Yeah, so uh, he's becoming a man. I, but you like, know, you know slowly he's my little boy. You know, you know, because of the, the development of the autism, he's only anywhere between two and four. Do you know what I mean? But it's amazing that he's yeah, he's a boy now. I always wonder what kind of relationship or even what kind of boy he would be if he wouldn't be, you know... Autistic. Uh, yeah, autistic and or especially developmental, developmental delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because autism doesn't change as much, you know, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's 14, so... I think like this year he's 14. How old were he when he wrote first book? Oh, when he was three. <laughs> when you started writing a book? Uh, yeah. But when did you publish it? What year? Oh, it was older. Yeah. The photos for the book were like when Max was about seven, eight? No, that was, I think he was in P1, five years old, or nursery even. No, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, because I wrote the book very fast. Literally, I wrote my book in six weeks. Well, now people will ask them self-question, is it worth to read it? <laughs> so quick. No, 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 no. But the thing is, the, no, sorry. No, I didn't, yeah, sorry. Because the idea of, of uh, well, uh, all the idea about each chapter, that t- took me, like, ages to find, like, you know. So what I, I, I took the, this is the, the how do you say, the way of writing books. If you've got idea for a chapter, write yourself a like almost short text message. Mm-hmm. So in this chapter, write about this, 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 and this. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, I do. I was doing that when I was writing my dissertation, but sometimes I was like, okay, you should I write was... over here this and that because I didn't want to lose a thought about yeah, it. Exactly, and you, I, yeah. you, you, you write that, mm-hmm. but you think about it for months and days, and you're adding to the story in your brain, yeah. Mm-hmm. So after you adding as well, so you're sitting down. And actually writing. So I, ha- so I had those text messages, like 25 of them. Okay. You know. And that was my... When I had those 25 chapters... Is there 25 chapters no, in the book? No, it's, it's, it got changed, you know, during the process of writing itself. But when I had those 25 chapters, names, and, like, text short, you know, mm-hmm. quotes for them... Then you sat down and started to write. Yes. Okay. Till I... Each, till each quote was, you know, I felt that... I, I'm empty now. Mm-hmm. So that's how I wrote it. So it was, yes, I sat down and I wrote those things for six weeks, but I thought about it, made notes about it, 
done research about different mm-hmm. stuff for like fucking ages. Yeah. That's patience. Yeah. Because the so second is, book, because the second book you wrote is more. That's more like memoir, and then it's, it's emotional writing. It's, much yeah, more. It's I would more, say it. Yeah. That's yeah. Because it's friend. a completely different type of a book. There is still like loads of emotions, but the one which you wrote about, uh, you know, uh, autism, parenting. Uh, the one with, firstly, the one you wrote about autism. Yeah, the more, words, yeah. There is like a lot of science. There, there is some like background, scientific yeah, background. Yeah, 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 there yeah, is yeah, some yeah, yeah. Uh, things like theory of mind descri- described over there. When the, uh, the break up topography. Is more free flow of thoughts put in the nice words, very emotional. And mm. then it's obviously we've got the additional part of the co parenting plan. Yeah, because the, the, which the, is the, like, yeah, the book comes in with, with yeah. one sleeve, but it's two little books actually. So, yeah, it's first one is a, is a yeah, story slash informative book about, you know, what can help in co parenting and while, you know, getting divorced or separated how to deal with that and how to put your children in the middle of it. And, and yeah, and the, the official parenting plan, which is available on the website as well, but, you know, we, we felt that that's, that's going to be extra benefit because... You Especially got, that in Poland there is no such yeah, thing as a... Exactly. And Poland, the book was, the book was initially... First, first published was in Poland in Polish. Yeah, and I got permission to, to share that from the government side... As long as I'm not taking money from it, mm-hmm. and I don't, because the, the, the part of the plan is for free. And it's, download, it's also like for free on you internet. You can download it from yeah. the website. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so that was an idea to support, you know, I had actually, both of, of my books are actually, uh, you know, rooted in my experience and, and like my life uh, experience. That's true. And yeah. the same ta- time, the lessons which I took from this experience, so I, I can just realize now, I just realized it, that I was very in tune with myself. But yeah, at the same time, I guess, you know, like today, so many years ago, as you said, like Max is 14 this year, and when you were writing a book, he was, uh, you know, five, six years old. Uh, when yeah, the book, uh, was, the book was published you know, was in 2016. Yeah, so it's... Seven years old, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So he was seven. So obviously a lot of things change and a lot of things solidified in your head about Max. Yeah, as well. I, if I would write any you of my write books com- you would write again. it completely different. I think you you know the message in the book might be completely different. Well, it's maybe different not subjects. Maybe not you know. But I'm talking about uh, the autism book, the the A word. Mm-hmm. That today, if you would write start writing it today. When Max is fourteen, there would be so much, yeah, so many different topics in this book. Absolutely, because, you know, situation, so, experiences so, change. Sometimes I think about about writing. No, no, second part, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the A War Two or something like that. You know what I mean? But because, you know, but to be honest, I realized that some time ago that I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me now so like if you had a front book in front of you you would like to tell me so okay so you wrote in this book what is at the beginning and like I, re- I know what was the start like what is mm-hmm. first 
uh, first chapter. It's about starting from like in, in uh, Hitchcock's movie, you know, Big Bang, and after is only better, you know. So the Big Bang is that I'm getting into the rehab, mm-hmm. you know, it's for detox actually, you know, because I was, you know, drunk and taking drugs and uh, overdose. And after is about, you know, autism, <laughs> my son's journey, you know, of diagnosis, so it's different. So, so yeah, as well, like, I would probably write something different now, you know? Yeah. And, like, today we had this conversation and you were saying that somehow you feel how this book should look like, that you have an idea. The third one. Yeah, the yeah, third one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I... I had this wow moment, yes, Eureka moment two days ago. Because I was writing my story, you know, about all the all these things happened. Uh, you know, that was kind of, you know, kind of fine, fine, fine story, you know, troubled child, they did, but that wasn't emphasizing much on, on like, you know, that was supposed to be like another one of those guys who was a troublemaker, but he turns out well mm-hmm. in the end, you know. But instead of doing that, I, I remember I got stuck on like on some stories from my past childhood and, and you know, and drug, alcohol and, and parties, basically self, uh, how do you say? Self-harm. Self-harm, yeah. And I came, I had like, you know, I was like, wow, I can, I get stuck, yeah. So I, and I, I, two days ago I had a, a Eureka moment that I figured out what to do, like I'm going to connect those stories with science, with the knowledge of today's day and of 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 me changing mm-hmm. myself, how I went through what I know now, I understand what happened to me back then mm-hmm. and why I behaved such a way, certain ways I can explain on my example, and as well I want to show uh, how too difficult sometimes is in those situations, or not only those, but positive situation as well, how is to be neurodiverse and mm-hmm. have different brains, you know what I mean, and be sometimes oversensitive, which is amazing, and this is how I feel, but sometimes that's a curse because you cry. Feel too much. Yeah, too much, and it makes you uh, exhausted mentally, or how is to, that I'm thinking all the time, 24-7. Like, uh, last episode, yeah. we spoke about at the very end that you've got fought ADHD, which then... Well, yeah, it's we one of my traits. It's just one of your traits. Of, of, autism, of autism, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like brain ADHD, do you know what I mean? Never stop. So yeah, so I want to incorporate all the stories. On top of that, you've got an anxiety, so... <sighs> yeah, and uh, depression, which is lifelong condition, do you know what I mean? Uh, it's actually quite nice. Quite, oh, I mean, not quite nice, but I think um, when we talk about depression and anxiety, you, we look at it from the perspective like everybody's got it, you know? It's like it's very much patronized thing. This things like panic attack. Oh, you know, I had a panic moment. It's such a normal thing for people to say. People don't really know how the panic attack really feels. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, you know, I panicked, and it's just like a. But it it's got an actual meaning. Uh, there is, you know, it's not a matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah but sometimes, yeah, but as well, sometimes it's just figure of speech, and sometimes someone's. Some the one yeah, that's yeah. Sometimes this thing you say is about serious condition, and mm-hmm. sometimes this thing is a, a you know figure of speech, and we need to be careful when to use it or change the the wording. Yeah. And so know. like today, uh, I had a uh, I had a exchange of emails uh, with a certain person, and we were talking about the fact that 
I wasn't aware of it. And I go, okay, I'm working for free moms in the organization, mm -hmm. so maybe I should know it. Maybe it just didn't cross my mind mm -hmm. uh, that actually you don't f say that someone committed suicide. It's not a empathic positive yeah, yeah, language died, around something. It says no. It is basically called take, taking their own life, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's the correct version of saying that someone. Uh, yeah, it's committed is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's committed. It's like negative a crime. It's got like or, a very negative yeah, committed yeah. crime as well. Yes, yeah, so yeah. something which is yeah, so it's taking their own life because at the end of the day, it's our own life. Like nobody uh -huh. is supposed to be blaming us and judging us just because we took our own life. I mean, it's our choice. Uh, so. It wasn't our choice to be born, but it's actually yeah, so, our choice okay, to take so our life away. So you said that, uh, what did you say, what I was saying? I don't know. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> we lost. Went on. I don't we know went. what you mean, I'm not sitting in your head, you know, so... Go back with the subject, what you were saying. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. We're going to go back to it, you know. We've been talking about my book, you know, and yeah. killing uh, But yeah, so about the depression... Yeah, you uh, say yeah, it's like a lifelong condition. condition. Yeah. It's one of the things which I don't see enough in a communication about depression itself, that people do consider depression as a, you know, temporary condition in your life. I don't know, like having a flu and then after yeah, you flew, yeah. it's passed, you worked yeah. on it. Or having an inflammation when you've got like inflamed something. You take yeah, antibiotics yeah, like for three, for three for weeks. Something longer, but I, it might come back if you're not then, really careful. Yeah. But, but it's no biggie. You know? Or and, like and, a Lyme disease that it stays in your body, but if you take pills, it's gone. And actually you never really feel, mm, you know, you've got sometimes not, aches not in everyone, your balls. But yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, do you know, I know what I mean. Like some kind of virus which is in you, yeah. but you don't really do you any. Anything, and yeah. so life, it is a lifelong condition. Depression or life? Yes, you said depression life. is a lifelong yeah, condition. Absolutely, it is. You know, yeah. and I, and I like, and it doesn't matter if I'm gonna take meds back one day, or if, if, if they will, they will make any meds which are, are good for me. You know, because not always the meds work, and and I try them. All, it's not all, but a lot. The actual statistic is that uh, SSRI, the, the medication you've been on is only effective in one third of the population exactly. diagnosed with depression. Yeah, so we've got two thirds. Yeah. Anyway, but there's other ones, not RSSIs, but, you know, something stronger. But anyway, you know, after my uh, integrated therapy, <laughs> you know, I noticed drop in, 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 you know, in depression times mm -hmm. during the year. So, yeah, so anyway, I feel, feel that. But I still, like, I don't tend to forget that I've got depression and I need to be watchful. Okay. Because can yeah, I'm like checking every day myself, like how do I feel today? Because if I notice, like if I'm not doing my routine, my writing exactly, you know, because that was the subject. Uh, and what did you count today? You remember, guys, when we were talking about the fact that you have to do ten thousand of something yeah, to become I was a counting, master. I was counting. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brain. You know, to be good at something, to master something, you need to do it for ten thousand hours. So I calculated how many hours I would have to write how many yeah, for how many years I would have to write let's say and I don't remember that was one hour and 36 minutes a day then it would take you 20, 20 years, years or, or something, something like, like that, that. Um, I don't remember but yeah mm -hmm. but I calculated for five years since I was big number I was like no I would have to probably that was seven hours or something I don't remember yeah. seven hours you know so whole days of, of writing so no so I calculated I can easily do it in 25 years with no rush you know and i'm actually gonna get that message 
What? How many days? So you have to do, yeah, have to calculate. Yeah, it's fine. But tell me how did you? So, so what did I've you come done, up to? Uh, Ten thousand divided by. Uh, no, for first I had to calculate five times three hundred sixty-five. Uh, five times. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Yeah, because that's five years. One, one eight two five. So ten thousand divided by one eight two five. So that's a day. How many hours a day? How many? Uh, eight. <laughs> so I don't remember. <laughs> well, well, you forgot the number. Yeah. Anyway, let's you you go go on. I'm gonna. Yeah. So basically, I discovered recently that you know because I'm so aware of myself and I'm constantly thinking as well about what happens to my brain, in my brain, you know. So, how many? For five hours? Nearly five, 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 and, five a half and a half hour, hour a day. I would have to write. For five years. For five years. That's not too bad. So, ten years? That's half it. So, yeah. it's going to be two hours and 60 minutes. So, mm -hmm. 30 minutes. Yeah. And half it again, that's going to be 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's exactly, yeah. So, I can easily... <laughs> 15, 20 years. So, in the 15, 20 years, you would like to make your dream come true, which is... Uh, which is master um, to master uh, writing. And, no, you, know. you said you would like to sell once. Uh, no, I a want to be a bestseller. Yeah, absolutely, I want to have one bestseller. You know, and that's my like very far, far away life goal. But that's my like goal. I'm putting over there on the shelf because you have to, like Tim Ferriss in four four four. Uh, four hours week. Four hour weeks. Yeah, said that. You have to set yourself a, a dream, a goal, like, you know, which you would achieve, which is, like, far beyond your, not your capabilities, but, like, this is something fucking huge, you know, like, huge. So when you achieve something close to it, it's going to be awesome anyway. But what if you're never going to achieve anything close to it and it's just basically a fantasy? Exactly. It's so far away, no one, you're not going to be hard on yourself because that was like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you treat that... Oh, my brain doesn't work this way. You know, so you give something, like, if you're going to achieve it, it's going to be near anything good. Or even, you know, if you're going to feel like this is it, this is maybe not this moment, but this is good enough, that's good enough. Yeah, but there's plenty of... If you not achieve that, mm -hmm. because that was a dream anyway, that was like something, come on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, okay, it's just like, for me, it wouldn't be motivating enough for me if I would have a but, goal but, which is unachievable. But this is not the, the, the thing. That's the, that's the goal of, of you know far away but I really enjoy writing so yeah I think that's the do you know what I mean so that thing. for me yeah because I wouldn't do that to myself if if that wouldn't be enjoying the, the process mm -hmm. like I want to be best I was best selling out by hate writing and reading mm -hmm. that would be a you know getting like oh it's my gotta be gosh. your passion exactly to do it. so and I feel like whatever I do in terms of my routine, gym, writing, this and that, you know, it's, uh, it's important because I feel secure and I do what I love and I spend enough time, I'm dipping my toes into different places of, 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 of my passions and I feel happy then. So, but aren't you worried that at some point you're going to, like, you're going to run out of stuff to write about? Yeah, but I've got music. Yeah, but I mean, like writing is writing. So I mean, this is the reason. For example, yeah, yeah, but now when you speak about, with I mean, darling, if if you if you learn like we do, learn all the time reading books, there's always something to write about. Because if you got so much knowledge, because you read ten thousand books, you know, and you write, 
and you love writing. Jesus, to read 10,000 books, that would be even yeah, longer I mean? than 15 years. Well, I've got 14 this year so far. 40. So, yeah, so if you, like, darling, you know, you can write books about different stuff. Yeah, but then, for example, if you look at the people who are, like, really successful in the, in a way of, like, writing books and um, being present, for mm-hmm. example, on the podcast scene, uh, in this case, I'm talking about Tim Ferriss. He reached, he reached, but what I wanted to say, he reached the point is when... He said to himself, like, I've, like, you know, I've read so much and I wrote so much of the normal stuff that, yeah, cool, I could be still writing books, which is, you know, about mm-hmm. this sort of things. But he fell in love with fantasy and writing science fiction and coming up with new ideas, with new words and creating yeah, but that's new maybe, realities. I, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's something I will do. Or maybe I'm going to fall in love with... Dungeons and Dragons and gonna do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's always that but you know, if you love what you love, do what you love as well and you learn, like, you know, as a Gandhi said, you know, live like you that would be no tomorrow. Learn that like you you're gonna live forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So absolutely. And and I take it such a pride and joy of when I I talk about re- what I read recently, like I'm I'm like Yeah, I'm really You're reading quite cool stuff. What? You are reading quite cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, I do. I got and it's a very wide variety I, of things. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm multi... Yeah. Like, now I listen to audiobooks. I was so surprised when you were listening for... I don't know, because it was a long book. Mm-hmm. The book about Native Americans. Yeah. But it was so fascinating. It too, was. Because, obviously, I was only listening to the bits and bobs of it when you were, mm-hmm. like, next to me in the bed. But I wouldn't pick that book for my... You know, my that's that's not my interest. Me, on the other hand, I'm more into looking like consciousness, um, secret, like the religions without the name and this kind of stuff, like spirituality in a very historic way. Empire of the Summer Moon by S.G. Gwyn, you know. Yeah, so so I've got slightly different interest looking at uh, at the literature and what we're reading. The idea that I know about behaviors of American Indians and, and stuff which happens back then in 1890 or 1850 in mm-hmm. Frontier is like, that's someone else's history. That's, you know, people who been living on the American mm-hmm. plains, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, the Aboriginal people of America, mm-hmm. which they're like almost gone now, that this is their history. So like, this is history of human beings or the development of human races like listening about vikings mm-hmm. so that's so fascinating for me so you do like like history yeah but it's more from the cultural and behavioral point yes i'm, rather I'm, than I'm fascinated by human like behavior you're not, you're not interested about where it happened dates, dates no and dates names. no i don't remember any dates you're, <laughs> you're more interested about the intricacies of the human interactions yeah, absolutely. and yeah. culture Why, and you know yeah. culture like yeah. vikings with american indians being seen like savages but they they just been like that that was part of the culture like this is the, one of the things which i've recently thought like what books i would like to still like read so i've heard it in the podcast i don't remember with who but it's uh, asking yourself a question when we talk about learning like learn like you know you live forever uh, it's more asking yourself a question what would you like to learn before you die so pick your book 
like you would die tomorrow and that's exactly. the last thing you're going to read today. So I've asked myself a question like what sort of books I would like to listen to or read, mm-hmm. more into listening than reading recently, uh, I would love to do if I would die tomorrow. What would be the thing I would love to listen? And I would absolutely love to listen about medicine, mm-hmm. herbalism, mm-hmm. Uh, creating like food preserving uh, medication, yeah, so well, herbal and stuff like that in 17, 16, 15, 14th century, how people cured yeah, yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. how they used the nature mm-hmm. and the recipes which were passed so from generation to generation. Like that. So that's one of the things which I would mm-hmm. absolutely love to listen. Like for me, uh, you know, like we have been listening to secret, uh, secret life of trees or secret mm-hmm. life of animals. And all that, that's what is tickled my pickle. The, the impact of like listening, I was another book which has listeners and you, you liked it too. That was, that was a story which we've been listening about beavers. Yeah. Remember how the, how they, the cornerstones, you know, mm-hmm. by Benedict uh, MacDonald, you know, that's exactly a book about how the species which are no longer sometimes with us or just been reintroduced to mm-hmm. our climate they helping us actually have better ecosystems and stuff like that, rewilding, mm-hmm. you know, and in the nature of, of like literally telling your story about there was the beaver, they've done a dam, people being upset about it, about what this actually dam does, da, 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 and, and after it turns out that people who uh, have crops, you know, nearby, they, they get better crops because if, if they, you let beavers, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, put water everywhere, the crops gonna have you know access to more water and all that stuff like everything's yeah. interconnected i'm not saying that's what i said is true but i'm saying that trying to show you guys that everything is interconnected with even with the wild boar doing digging in winter which as well helps uh, some birds mm-hmm. do you know what yeah. i mean so so yeah. exactly and and so i'm fascinated about that that kind of connection and i notice as well in in us like tim ferry said if i've got dinner with some friends or acquaintances even, but with people I'm socializing, talking Mm -hmm. to them, you know, two times or three times a week, this is like good because that feels like a community, Mm -hmm. you know. And I noticed that we interconnected and I'm I'm making effort to be connected to my uh, friends, as we spoke last time, Mm -hmm. to to feel better. Do you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to bonfire on Sunday. Yeah, (laughs) we're going on, on Sunday to... Uh, make a bonfire on the beach and swim in the sea yeah. at night. Well, not no, night, night, as the evening. Before, before the fire. Too. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna go first in. Then we're gonna set the fire, and then we're gonna go in and come back and dry yeah. in a bonfire. So uh, yeah. So that's what I mean. I, I, you know, I've got last year I read and slash listened, but that's why I'm calling just reading the books because you know that's yeah. That's your way of reading the books. Book, yeah. Uh, 53 books and we've got now September almost mm-hmm. I've got roughly 40 so and more I think it's all because of the fact that you're driving a lot yeah. and because of it you can re- listen to yeah, the books yeah, all the time yeah absolutely because I drive a lot I used to drive to work and from work but now I drive in the middle of work before mm-hmm. after I drive a lot I drive yeah, so, which is good. Do you think, like, consuming such an amount of books um, helps you in any way in writing? Yeah, absolutely. Vocabulary, you know, mm-hmm. ideas. Uh, I don't know how to say that in English, but 
you know, schematics. Schemas. Schemas. Uh, you, you're going to you're talking about, you're talking schemas, about sch yeah. schema. Schema, schema. Schema of, of writing and uh, what is, even what is recently popular, the way of writing, mm -hmm. what, what kind of books are selling, you know. And as well, how beautiful was the language which we don't use anymore. That's my recent discovery. When I'm, What do you mean? I'm, you know, we don't speak some that way anymore. No, yeah, the, obviously the... The language is evolving. The language evolved, mm -hmm. like the way we're constructing the sentences. Exactly. But when so, you listen to yeah. audiobook, which is a biography of uh, Winston Churchill, mm -hmm. you know, they, they quote him. Mm -hmm. And his language, and even the accent, which the the guy who's trying to do his accent just yeah, sounds like uh, Winston Churchill. So it's amazing to to see like what kind of language they used in in those you know circles and stuff. And would you be using in your writing language? Which no, is it's not about that. Old, it's about old school, uh, <laughs> classical. Well, maybe I'm gonna throw in one or two words which is like very hmm, you know <laughs> posh. <laughs> Yeah, but it's no, it's about learning, about discovering, you know, I feel like, and obviously that's my country, I love Scotland, I love United Kingdom, uh, but you know, I'm learning the facts of history of this country, of, of my new home, you know, of, of home of mm -hmm. my children, and also like very historic facts, you know, and, and emotions, you know. Yes, again, about Winston Churchill, uh, loads of intricacies mm. and how the politics work and how, you know, the And, you know, sometimes relations. you think about, look at, I'm um, quite often starting to look because you've got a name like Churchill, you know, like Roosevelt, like this, like that. But when you look at them as a, like close by, as a humans, you see they had those moments of fury, but they've been going through traumas themselves, they had childhood experiences and they've been sometimes, you know, very kind and sometimes less kind, you know, you mm -hmm. feel, I look at them as a humans and I'm maybe trying to be less harsh on myself too because I'm just a human, you know, if uh, Winston Churchill, which is true, had the depression in, in, you know, he wrote that, he didn't see his black dog for a long time or his black dog is mm -hmm. often, you know, I feel like, hmm, I've got Something, to, you know, we got something in common. We can relate to something, to suffering of. So it doesn't matter. It helps me to, like, understand that, yeah, you might be at Western Church, you know, be Queen Elizabeth, you might be Tim Ferris, and mm -hmm. you that got depression, you got depression. Yeah, You're the I mean, same like, as if, me. If you know. we talk about any sort of mental health struggles, mm -hmm. to say, uh, or to say poor mental health uh, in a correct way. Mm, or ill mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no choice. choice. There, there's like there is no such a thing. There is no difference in between rich and a poor. Yeah, there is maybe a comfort of life. Yeah, But you can but still live in a comfort when you're quite rich because when you're poor and you're not going to work. Sometimes even more frustrating because if you've got everything in terms of money, yeah, and that's that doesn't make you anyone, and and it, that doesn't tickle your picker anymore because. Everything is so, you know, black and white. Your black dog is so big and shadow of it is so big that no bling bling gonna help you and you're even more frustrated because so what's the point of all of it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So exactly. So so yeah, that helps me to understand that those people even they had and help what helps me understand as well that life is about work and your mental health and your health overall, let's say, you know. 
because that's you know yeah he's been a politician as well he's been creator he he wrote 25 books which how many paintings 500 yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so uh so if someone like him such a busy person and this is obviously a privileged person as well but, but he was a politician he was here and there and he was doing you know he took a part in as a soldier in the first world war and he was uh, you know in the second world war not as a soldier but as well so do you know what I mean? So uh, if he had the time to be creative because he knew how was that impacting his mental health, it would be foolish of me to just sit and watch telly after work. Instead of writing. If you know oh, doing writing, stuff. If which, you know that those things are helping you. Reading, exactly. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I can, I can see that wasn't, this book wasn't about this. You know, resting church in biography is not related to like men. Obviously, there is. But that's your conclusion, and so yeah, I can see strongly took it out of the book. Yeah, exactly. So, and now see those patterns of those people who are successful and and busy, and people say, "How did you manage to accomplish Mm -hmm. that?" And people telling me that, "Nico, how how what else do you do?" But if I'm not doing stuff. What you've got. I've got depression. Yeah, <laughs> so it is maybe sometimes extra tiring, but if it helps me, I know when to rest, when to step step back a bit, you know what I mean? Or sometimes I'm going to spend a week in bed and that's what I need back then. But, you know, that gives me fuel. And we've got one life, do you know what I mean? If I'm lucky, I've got another 42 years in front of me. Uh, so yeah, so what? Cool what? Wha- we would exactly. the age of exactly. something. You know, I ordered myself. I bought it for like two two dollars. A, a wee printout for my wall. I want to put on my board. Mm-hmm. There is ninety squares representing ninety years. Yeah. And you're gonna be doing a scratch card every year. And I'm gonna scr- <laughs> cross forty two now. Okay. And I'm gonna visualize, like visualize. Those rest of those years, obviously, I can. I know I might die tomorrow, but like this, this picture of something crossed and not crossed, the, the empty fields, and you know, gonna show me like reminds me about you know the, how many time, how many squares I've got left, and let's do something now instead of later. Yeah, and I think it could be easily uh, done in a way of uh, kind of like. Like a calendar? Yeah, there's one like page, basically. There, but, but I'm thinking even On this about website, it's different, different, uh, we can order different, like, uh, it's cheap, $2 or $3, mm-hmm. different patterns. So you have 90 squares, or you've got uh, so many squares representing every week, mm-hmm. or representing every day. So it's like tiny squares, so you cross day by day, you know. <laughs> uh, or like if you want to order, so, um, customize, like say, now instead of squares, it's going to be uh, a wee snow. Yeah, I get it. And it's yeah. going to be how many winters, mm-hmm. how many this, how many movies I can watch, how many, you know, how many days of watching movies or, or, or reading or writing. So it could be my hand with the pen. <laughs> how many days of writing I've got till 90, do you know what I mean? So... Just to remind you, as it's not invasive, do you know what I mean? It's just a square, on, squares on the wall, but it gives you this perception of, oh, this is what I've got left. Let's do, let's do something. Yeah, it's like I, I've uh, I've listened to you said you're gonna be listening to it, so I don't want to say too much, uh, but it was one of the recent episodes of uh, uh, Huberman with a guest who is uh, very famous, like he's a doctor, he uh, was supposed to be a psychiatrist, but then he decided that he's got no 
he can't he's he's emotionally and physically incapable of detaching himself from the pain trauma and the troubles of the patients mm-hmm. he physically he just he just recognized that at the very very early stage of getting into psychiatry that yeah. he uh, is not capable of going to the therapy for six hours a day with patients mm-hmm. and then going home and making a steak and watching a telly and drinking a beer. Uh, he's not able to disassociate He's not able to completely... He's not able to cut it off. He's got... Basically, his practice got impact on his on himself. Yeah. yeah, so he basically decided to not be a psychiatrist early on. He knows everything about psychiatry, but he never went into the practice. Okay. Uh, because of it. So he knows all the intricacies, how the brain works. So what, and, he, what he's doing instead? Uh, he's a scientist in a way. He's a researcher okay. in a way. And yeah, so, it, so he's from this side. Uh, but basically he's saying about the fact that... He didn't, he didn't want to... He's, yeah, he didn't want to get his brain dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the age of 59, he started to have a heart issues, uh, supposed to have arrhythmia or something like that. They did loads of tests, the tests on him. They figure out that he's got, next to his heart, he's got a growth of the size of a, like a can of Coke. Yeah. So basically next to his heart was something of similar size. But don't go, go further with this story later. But what I wanted to say is that uh, he's been given a particular diagnosis in a way of like you've got six to eighteen months to live. Okay. And the and person you're who was, the story No, but I wanted to say the person who mm-hmm. said that, because his condition is really, really rare, mm-hmm. had to say something, but because there's only a couple of patients in the history of the world, there's not really mass, massive sample for okay. statistics. Mm-hmm. So he's not really able to say how long the guy's gonna be well, he yeah. needed to say something. Yeah, 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 I know, a I probability. Know, I know. Yeah. But it's not as with a cancer, breast cancer or brain cancer mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, it's hard to say. So he's like, I'm still over here, like I already overstretched by a certain time, like mm-hmm. I went over. But I've, I'm physically incapable of saying if I'm going to leave until next year or maybe next month or maybe next week. Tomorrow, tonight. Or maybe not this way because obviously he will have to like crash suddenly from nowhere, which is not oh, yeah, the case. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But suddenly from nowhere, he's going to have a remission, yeah, like yeah. full, you know, full yeah. blown cancer mm-hmm. spreading or whatever. And he's going to die within two weeks. Let's say. Yeah, just his body's gonna stop responding. And yeah. That's he said like it's a completely different feeling because you are born and you know you're gonna die one day. But then somewhere deep inside of you, there's always this hope: I'm gonna live until eighty, yeah. or you, I'm gonna live until usually, sixty. If you don't, you don't even know because you're dead. <laughs> but he physically knows that this day is closer than farther, and mm. it changes completely the perspective, the way you value things, you value the the. Moments, but yeah, I know, I know, but that's sad because he is on the same boat as we are. But he is certain of it that he's gonna Not really, die sooner. because I can die tomorrow. Being 42, my son can die to anyone else can yeah, die tomorrow because obviously, because you don't think, but because he's got the but he, if you know, he when did you find out? He was 50, he, exactly. he's about eight, exactly. 20 something months. So you think like, well, diagnosis. do you know what I mean? Now it's like. Anytime can happen, so let's enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but if, you, if you're young and someone tells you that, that sucks. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you're still going to try to live your life to the fullest. I think so. What does it mean then, to the fullest? Like, you know, 
Yeah, you're going to try. You will have to make a decision much quicker than you are usually Let's doing. have a drink. No, that's going to kill me. <laughs> Let's have a joint. No, that's going to kill me. Let's have a, I don't know, loud sneeze or fart. No, 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 no I'm going to kill me. I mean, me. dying yeah. is a quite... Yeah, I'm we've ready. Been, uh, we've been just right yeah. now starting to talk about in a way of like, you know, you don't talk suicide, you say taking your own life. Yeah, so I think about one death side. every day since I was like... You know, capable of thinking about death. But is it uh, is it thinking of more like uh, I want to die, or more like into like what would it be to die like this? It changes depending on the year, throughout the years and time. Because if I stay, if I when I was young, I thought like death. How is to die? I wonder. Like it was a curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. When I was teenager, I was thinking about death, but more likely, oh, I would kill this person this this way or that way, or. I wonder if I would drive on over hell she would survive. Someone's pissing me off as a, you know. Uh, when I was, you know, uh, 20 something, 20, 18, 20 something, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little younger, you know, uh, my my, my uh, smoking cigarettes, alcohol, and the risk behavior taking years, 16 plus, I was thinking about suicide <laughs> for most of the time. And. Yeah, and later on, I didn't think about death all the, at all, probably, like, in terms of something, but it's just, like, people die, we, you know, we, like, die, all that, everyone dies. Do you think, I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt mm-hmm. you, but do you think every single young person should be allowed to explore the risk-taking years of life? Well, it's like I remember explore. myself. Yeah, absolutely. But I that, that's why you've myself. got this risk-taking behavior with your parents sometimes. You know, like in terms of of development when you're a child, you you allow child to take risks. Obviously, you you how do you say it? You risk assess everything. Yeah. And you but you give children you know risks like climbing and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they have to learn. So the so the same I think. It's natural that parents should tell children, well, we know that, you know, your teenage, you're going to start drinking and smoking. And, but if you're going to talk to them about risks and mm-hmm. risk assess them in some ways, talking, giving a good example, showing them what can happen and talking to them as a, you know, I know the drugs are there, but let me tell you what drugs do, do and might do in a good way and bad way mm-hmm. as well. Explaining instead of shouting at them, they would be more probably still curious or still I'm not even curious but probably they will still go into the peer pressure because that's what yeah probably takes part of that's as well part of exactly the of the experience, experience exactly but to know some kind of line when they have to say you know I don't think I want to go there like you know crack no thank you you know yeah I mean like if, if I talk sometimes about, like, you can you know, be as well the other the best parent ever and things gonna happen. They're gonna yeah. have a small problem, was, glass pipe, thinking, thinking that they, that's like, weed, you know. And you know, for quite some time, was this. Uh, the re- change of the subject up, from I know, writing but, a book to. Uh, but yeah, I just like when you said about this risk-taking years, it just hit me that you've got those parents which are trying to cocoon a child and yeah. you know not try to protect it from the there entire is a co- world. Cotton wool pa- no, co- 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 parents. Yeah, co- yeah. So, so you know they're trying to protect this child from like everything, or there is Making other side harm. of it. You're trying to shape the child the way you want because you've got issues with yourself as a parent, and you're trying to create a young version of yourself which can make the same dreams come true which you wanted to. So if you have always wanted to go to the good school. 
uh, that you want your child to go to the good school. Oh, Anyways. you have. Oh, your parent is a Tyson Fury, self-centered person <laughs> who's embarrassing, you know, uh, to his daughter. I mean, yeah, I, I, I went through a lot as well as a child, but I don't think I would change a lot. Like, there was a lot of adversities in my life, you know, one way or another. Mm -hmm. But I think I am who I am. No, absolutely. That's why I wrote, because of those I wrote experiences. in my book, you know, which I'm writing. Because You're I'm going writing. back to your experiences. Yes. I'm, instead of going, you know, if I'm going, like, reading, uh, writing about my, my uh, detox and, you know, rehab for three months and this and that and how I felt. And the same time, I'm writing, you know, exactly that's why I wrote that as much uh, I know back then I was, you know, feeling and that's it. I'm in the lowest end of my life, you know, in the lowest point of my life. You know, all of this actually shaped me in the way of... Have you already wrote about your depression? Not yet, because I'm writing stuff from the childhood now. Okay. But it's really exactly. So, so yeah, so exactly. So I'm going back and saying, you know, as much that was painful and hard and, and I felt... In, and not only from one perspective as well, like I'm thinking about my parents, how they mm. felt about how I, uh, you know, how much stress I caused them and that stuff, you know, and like from really perspective of all, you know, uh, without blame and judging, you know, exactly. I know those experiences shaped me and today I can really pinpoint and relate how, why I behave today this way because of this moment badly or goodly, you know, mm -hmm. like I can say as well, like this moment or this person even, which I want to write, people which I met in certain moment of my life, they said to me, you know, they've been different than everyone else instead of, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, you know, they see me as a human being and be kind, someone who was kind to me, changed my life and I know where I'm finding this pools of kindness because someone was those kind person to me. It's so interconnected. I'm able to, in my autistic brain, you know, like we've got the uh, criminal minds, mm -hmm. yeah? And they've got this big, big board with the yeah. pins and, and then uh, the thread yeah. between them. Yeah. I'm exactly in my brain like that. <laughs> I can pinpoint yesterday's conversation with my participant, mm -hmm. with my therapy, from my therapy to, you know, how I was back then, mm -hmm. to this experience exactly, and can tell him about what happened to me and how I felt back then, and after therapy, I understood that this this happened, and I can tell you now, so I've been there, I can sympathize. My brain is just fucking amazing, so in some <laughs> ways, you know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely like I've got those little... Bye, it took time. <laughs> exactly, took because time. I'm accepting myself, I live in accept environment I don't give a damn as well so just yeah. to just to so this book gonna be show, awesome I just want to say if you're gonna follow that ideas of interconnecting things and mm -hmm. you know uh, pinpointing the moments to the situations to the feelings and how they relate to the today's state mm -hmm. and other people uh, it might be quite You're self aware. Absolutely. You became a self aware person. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, well, then if someone's got a contact to a really good publisher or Ryan Holiday <laughs> or Tim Ferriss, I mean, like, I wouldn't mind being contacted. Rich Roll eventually. All <laughs> <laughs> Rex, Lex Friedman. Okay? I don't know this guy. Um, so. All Paul, Sorry. Con Paul Contour, Gabor Mate. No, yeah, yeah. Or oh, uh, uh, Atia. 
or greeny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is, you know, as the team fairy that, that said, someone said, show me the persons you hang out with and I tell you who that you would are. Be, that would be my and, crew. And that's our crew, I would say, exactly. And I would even have something to talk about with Huberman because and he was Brenna skateboarding Brown. and I broke my leg when I was longboarding. <laughs> Attempting to longboarding, darling. I, I, would, I would easily find a topic to talk about, yeah. Oh, he's got tattoos, you got, we got tattoos. I, I. Aye. <laughs> Scottish way of saying yes, guys. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, so this is it. We are looking so, forward remember, to be all kind. of the important contacts. Drop me an email. Okay, yeah. Where's your email? Uh, I'm going to write it in the yeah, notes sure. to the episode. can imagine 20 years later, someone says, yeah, I've got it. I want to publish this book, you know. Yeah, and by the way, in my writing, come, let's come back to the, you know, wrapping no, up. No, you already wrapped wrap yeah, up. Yeah, no, but, no, no, <laughs> I, but I just want to say, I would say that in my writing, at the end, it's not about the end product, it's about the process. Oh, yes. You said it already many times that you don't even care if you're going to finish that book you just want to write it how many books I, I remember i wrote like two stories already yeah. about my stuff and i was finished and yeah. i said fuck it scrapped it and done yeah. it's exactly so am i am i scrapped this book and write something even better you know what i mean so but to be a better writer you have to write and, you know because i don't i don't really see like it would be amazing if one day someone would decide to publish your books because I do believe some of the things like mm -hmm. the, especially the topography of a breakup, the mm -hmm. co-parenting book, like I did do see a value in it and there is so much emotions in that book. Like I, in one way or another, like we worked on it together because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. translating mm -hmm. the whole parenting yeah. plan and... I mean, I see a value in it, and I would absolutely love you to be recognized for what you wrote in the past two books and what you're doing with the book you're doing right now. But at the same time, I'm just happy to look at you when you're doing it mm -hmm. and, you know, being so serious about it. So it doesn't matter if that's going to be ever published and you're ever going to be famous. I'm just enjoying what reading and writing books yeah, does to you. Yeah, because it's part of... And it's, of uh, discovering myself yeah it's you know? kind of like you know if you would see a person going and as well that helps day. me in therapy way because i'm putting things you know paper takes mm -hmm. every, anything that's the saying in polish isn't it paper takes anything yeah but you know it's exactly so the same if you would see it's a, like therapy. a woman or a man uh non-binary going to the garden and doing hour of gardening every single day and coming back calmer nicer person <laughs> And, you know, if that would be your way of spending time, then I would be like, carry on. Exactly. I would be like, you know, this is the reason, like, for example, okay, we are in the fortunate situation that we can do that because we've got enough of finance, financial protection. Mm -hmm. When you said, I want to do defense and I want to paint it, I was like, okay, cool, let's go and buy stuff. I wasn't doing fuss about it, not because not only it's needed for us to do this garden, I mean, the fence, the garden itself, not so much. Yeah. It never was a necessity. But I as well see how much change does it make to you exactly. when you do stuff like that, when you get yourself tired, dirty, and you can wear, wear, wear your wellies for half an hour a day. Ah. And, you know, the fact that the garden is starting to look so much better in the past week, that's, that's an effect of it. But the main effect for me My is well the change mm -hmm. in, in your mental health and the person you are. Like, I remember times 
when we've been... Yeah, we're supposed to wrap it I up. I know, but I'm on the, on uh, the roll go, right go, now. Go, go, I just want to finish on that. It's like, I remember the times when we've been fighting so much. Last year, there was a moment when you were like... I think you were like in a very digestive moment of your depression. Like you kind of understood mm. what's going on with you. You knew where is it coming from, but you were so pissed off that because you cannot fix change. it. Yeah. You couldn't fix it. Like it's you the were worst in the thing, process. Because yeah. Like you know, you know the science says this, this, and you figure out. You know these connections, but you're still in your heart, fucking tired and you so much up. pain. Yeah. Like exactly. So I knew. All these pins and all the thread finally went together after years of research and, and, and you know, therapy. And you Everything like, makes sense. Yeah. And you had this big picture of, you know, villains and saviors and everything. And you still felt so bad, like... Like you understood, but still you couldn't change it. Nothing changed, exactly. It's like, I know what happened so to me, but I went still that, further. Yeah. I said to myself... Nico, okay, you cannot... But I'm not talking, let me, let me but finish, listen, that's let me exactly finish what the my thought. To be, to be but, you know, we've been in a space, in, in a place, you've been in a place uh, that you would rather give up our relationship than, like, carry on the way... Uh, you needed something to change and you didn't know yeah, what to change. Yeah, yeah. I was you shaking couldn't everything. change anything, so you were trying to shake off everything. Mm -hmm. Let's like, see what's gonna fall off. Yeah. Fall off. Yeah. I, I, you know, at mm -hmm. some point I kind of understood that I don't know. I thought you were testing me in some way. No. Like, am I gonna stick to you or I'm not gonna stick to you? Because there were moments when you were seriously looking at me and being like, yeah. "Okay, I, I want a break. Like, I, I want a break because I, I need, I need something to change. And like, I've tried everything and it doesn't mm -hmm. work. And now, I, I, this is it. Yeah, because you don't took, know what's you know, going on. Yeah, and like, you were like, you know, you're trying to shake off something, but obviously yeah. you couldn't shake off your depression at this stage. So you tried to shake off me. And there were serious But you know, that was, as well, that was as well frustration because I couldn't change anything. Yeah. But I, I've done everything. I mean, like, I went to therapy and I finished it and I, I know exactly. And you were very angry, but just you were just yeah. simply an angry man at the, at exactly. the stage. Yeah. So obviously we are in a different place right now and, you know, you went but through yeah, so but much. I, so. I, I, I said to myself, I wanted to say, I said to myself, okay, Nico, it doesn't work. You have to change something. So I was like, let's, okay, let's, I don't know, let's go to gym. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, your first Do you know what I mean? Like, and actually, your first thing was journaling. When you started to do the I? journaling, then I think like you could see on a piece of paper that, oh, I went yesterday to the gym and now I feel better. So if I felt better yeah, yesterday, I thought, I, then I've done I'm it twice. I thought it, I thought it and yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. So exactly, that's what I do every day. So why why not to do it? No, no, no like I, I can so see I wake that up in the morning. Journ I journaling saved your ass and our mm, relationship. relationship. Mm, yeah. And probably a good father to, to the kids. Yeah, everything changed. You know, but after I got my gym and I realized this and that and that and, and, and I just... And another connections in my brain. So that's this mm. time, instead of like past, this is now like presence and being able to put those pins into self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, I hope that you are ready to, you know, flash some pounds in front of our faces because Nico is doing the pre-sale of the book from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Take care of yourself, we guys. Love you it was so a much. pleasure to talk to you. Bye. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Bye. Bye.